Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What is going on, everybody? Hope you are having a great week so far. So today on the podcast, a guy called Ronnie Spateri. Some of you probably have definitely heard of him. He is a great house techno producer. Um, I've known him, oh, I've known his music over the years uh, and always released great music. Um, however, he sent me a DM. When was it? Probably... I can't remember, a, f- a couple of months ago. Um, and he sent me his album, which is called Reset and Restart. Uh, it's an album that's released on Tronic record label, which I believe is Christian Smith's record label. Um, I am not usually a fan of just listening to like electronic albums personally because I... I always kind of find them a little bit boring. However, this album is definitely not boring and it's quite possibly one of the best albums in dance music that I've or electronic techno house music that I've heard in a very, very long time. Um, so I had to get him on the podcast. Uh, we had a good catch up. Never, never met him before. Never spoke to him really apart from on text and everything. Uh, so it's really good to kind of get to know a bit about him. Um, so yeah, without further ado, Ronnie Spiteri. What's cooking? We are live, man. How's it going? Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. You? Yeah, good. Whereabouts? Yeah, I take it you're in the UK. Whereabouts are you? Yeah, we're living down in sunny Southampton at the moment. The oh, weather's, nice. uh, weather's cracking, so it's good. It's yeah, good we're, we're, we're doing lucky in the UK at the moment. Um, the sun is shining, which I don't know. People moan about it, even if it's shy, if it, even if it's hot or even if it's cold. So you never well, have in the UK. Yeah, we've probably had one of the worst May's ever. It's only started to get warm in it the last two weeks, I'd say. We've had rain for two or three weeks prior to that. So yeah, it's something that we us Brits just love to moan about is the weather, right? Oh, moany anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. How's uh, how's life been in the last last year for you? Um, yeah, it's been pretty well. To be honest with you, I mean. It's- bit of a weird thing to go on really I've, obviously this year I've no, obviously last year and a half no gigs etc yeah. but I managed to have a kid do an album and redo a house so it's positives and negatives but yeah so we're all good back down here mate thank that's, you that's pretty amazing to be fair um, yeah. and this is why I wanted to get you on because I've obviously like played your records over the years and kind of know of you but like we didn't really know each other at all and we'd never spoken and kind of just been like in passing. Yeah. Um, and then you sent me an email of your new album and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking ridiculous. 
like there's there's not i don't know like you know how it is being in the industry there's not many times when you're like you hear a body of work and you're like the first rec you hear the first record of an album like let's let's be honest techno albums can be pretty fucking boring like (laughs) albums for electronic artists unless they're like doing something really interesting it can be pretty boring um and i like the first track just got me and then i was like okay i'm in and then it just just kept on giving me what i wanted and i was like this is really interesting because it sonically it all sounds amazing and then there's no track that's similar but it's all yeah that's kind of like like you said the opening track was more sort of intake of like just missing on a beefer really just mm. being sat at a beach at like on the sunrise with a cocktail in your hand <laughs> <laughs> just chilling do you know what i mean and then as it progresses on obviously you got the more warm-up uh i'd say more of a warm-up european sort of sound yeah like mainly like when I was playing at Watergate and things, and then it kind of progresses on for more peak time, and then a couple of little bonus tracks here and there. Yeah, but it's gone down really well. I've had so much good feedback from the album. So it's, it's amazing, man. Um, I kind of like I want to talk about everything, but I want I want to start off with with the album. Like how, yeah. wh- like when you sit down, did you sit down and be like, I want to write a fucking album and this is what it's going to sound like? Or was it like you were writing a load of records and you're like, oh shit, this all works together as a body. Like nah. how, what was the process? So obviously um, my old manager, New Evans, hooked me up with Kristen Smith, who's doing the Tronic Nights at Eden. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually played for him and played a lot of my music and we kind of hit it off. Mm. Booked me for a few more shows back in Eden and I did have other stuff lined up before pandemic. Yeah. Um, and then I was just obviously hooked, uh, took it off with Christian Smith and just speaking to him. Tronics, even as a techno label, they do put a lot of chunky house music vibes to it. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, I was chatting to Christian on WhatsApp. I was like, man, I'd love to release an album for Tronic. Yeah. What's your thoughts? And he was just like, 100%. So it was something that was set in stone already. And then it was just about developing the right sort of sound that kind of complements techno, but then me on it. So, you know, we, as agreed the album, then I went away for probably... And I must have been about a year just mm. hammering tracks, firing tracks to him backwards and forwards, little things he he, he thought sounded good. It was like, you know, I think this might sound better. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the initial thing with it. Just kind of the album was agreed, and let's just, you know, I had a hard year of just hammering the street. <laughs> don't get me wrong, there was probably the, the the amount of tracks in the album, there was definitely more tracks that was made to come up to for the album, but yeah. they were definitely after a long process of elimination. Them ones were definitely the ones I wanted to keep to present um to present everyone. Yeah, so yeah, because it's it's it must be tough when you're doing a a techno album because it's literally just techno records, right? And yeah, this this is the thing is. I have this chat with quite a lot of people about my sound. And mm. if you ask someone in, in, in house music, they'd call me techno. Yeah. Then you ask someone in techno, they'd call me house. So I'm always in this sort of limbo balanced, you know? I had a, so com- I had a conversation with a vision yesterday. Um, and I think it's, I think that is the thing that like, it just depends who you talk to. Yes, exactly. Because there's, there's been demos that I've sent. Oh, I won't name names or uh, labels and things, but there's been stuff that I've sent labels and friends, and they're like, "Mate, that's amazing." Just a little bit too techno, and I'm like, 
Okay, and then you, you know, if I'd send that to a techno label, they'd be like, that's too harsh. Too happy. <laughs> so it's just like you can't win, can you? So I just think now I'll just stick to making the stuff that I like doesn't get signed or it goes out of my label. I've got good music that I always play on my set. So I'll just kind of make music for myself, you know, but everyone always kind of has this techno house viewpoint on it. So, so what's, yeah. what's your label called? Kenja Records is called. Kenja? Kenja, yeah. So... Yeah, the label's been going nearly seven years. Not a lot of people know about it, but it's just good. It's just, I don't really have a specific thing for the label. Like, you know, one month I might put something really deep out. Yeah. Melodic for, you know, a day pie, or Mm. then I might might put something a bit more tougher out. It's just, I don't really have a specific sound for the label. It's just stuff that, just general good music that I like even to listen to. I might put something out. It's just different. Just keep everyone guessing all the time, you know? Is it, is it, do you release other people's music on there or is it just yours? Yeah, yeah. So we've had, uh, you know, I've got coming up, I've got I've got two EPs of mine going out with Steve Lawler remix and Josh Butler remix. I've had previously last few months, I've had Oscar Al releasing an uh, cool. EP with an Alan Fitzpatrick remix. Yeah. I've had Darius Rossin on the label. I've had loads of artists on the label, but the label's quite... Um, it's not that well known. It's, I kind of like it that way, if I'm honest with you. It kind of keeps, keeps it under the radar a little bit, makes things a little bit more exclusive to people that actually follow the channels, you know? I think it's like less pressure as well, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not in, you know, don't get me wrong. I think we, we probably put releases out, you know, once every two months. That's just cool. Keep it and then, like I said, just, you know, one month might be a bit more of a tougher EP. Mm. Next month, I might be into something that's really chilled that I like to listen to when I'm going for a jog or yeah, something yeah. like that, you know? Or you're at a day party. So, yeah, it's, it's cool, mate. It's good to have that um, balance, I think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think um, how how do you find having your own label? Do you, like, enjoy the process of being able to release music whenever you want compared to that record label? Yeah, because yeah, I have got some... The, the release I've got coming up with Josh Butler, the All I Need tracks, I've been playing it for a few months and it is and it is big. And I'll get to dictate, because of the whole pandemic thing now, yeah. I've got stuff booked in, but if I need to kind of like put something out or feel looks relevant at that mm. time, I'll, I'll get to do it. And there's no waiting around. Like when you go to other labels, obviously a lot of the labels that I work with are friends. And if, you know, sometimes they might bend backwards to get something out for me yeah, but, you yeah. know normally the whole process you're looking at like what minimum seven months for a release so it's good to be in a position to dictate and it's good to have my own outlet I'm, I'm independent I haven't got to rely on someone to say yes or no I think something works or I get to pick if it goes out or not you know I think that's the, the thing for me is and I people must be bored of me on this podcast and listen to it because I just literally say the same thing it's like just fucking start your own record label it's yeah. like there's nothing you don't need anyone else then you, you can literally that, do that that's, that's what i did start it initially yeah. because many years ago when i started to make music uh you probably go back on like beatport my first facts there you know you <laughs> back to line up ah, you know what was i thinking <laughs> <laughs> but at the time it was like it was a good outlet for me to progress as an artist and put music out because let's be honest then many moons ago when i was putting out demos that probably weren't that good a lot of people wasn't no one knew who it was i was just gonna always gonna get no 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 so it was a great chance for me to build up my profile and progress for the channel and make all the connections that i have done now so yeah i think it's key you guys have got a good little um crew down in southampton haven't you yeah there's <laughs> a little crew there's quite a few of us now <laughs> yeah who's that who's down there now because i know uh you got uh yeah, alan you got Alan, James Abelia lives in Savannah. Oh, is James down there? I didn't know James yeah. was down there. 
Yeah, James lives about like, seven minute drive from my house. Alan lives about ten minutes away. So Anton's actually got quite a lot of cool artists. You got so, Reset Robot uh, down there. He's from Portsmouth. He's from the <laughs> the uh, other side. I thought he was in Southampton for some reason. Nah, Reset Robot and Ash. So on We Are the Brave, you've got me, Alan, Ashley, and Reset Robot. And obviously, Pompey and Southampton, it was in the football knows a big role for So Ashley and Reset Robot from Portsmouth, right by Fratton, and me and Alan are from Southampton. So there's all, in the in the Brave group chat, there's always banter going around with the football and stuff, you know? Hell, that's loose. <laughs> that's cool, man. So with this album, I want to go back to it. Um... What was the? I want to talk about the intro track because I fucking love it. I was literally just yeah. listening to it again. Um, it. What's it called? Sorry, I'm shit remembering. Open eyes. Open eyes. Um, how did that start? That was just like um, so. I bought a, a synth for. I bought a, a new Dave Smith the Prophet synth from. I was playing around with that, and I was just finding all these mad pad sounds. And then of the album, which wanted to do an intro, and we just come up with some hooks and was just playing around with it. I just wanted something like before anything, it was just the pads that was in the sequence, so you know, just mm-hmm. on its own as the idea. And we kind of just built it around that. I just wanted something to listen to. I'll just feel like with that, with that sort of track, you could literally, literally just put it on repeat on a loop and yeah. just I'll listen to it for like 20 minutes. And it just puts me in a good headspace, to be honest with you. Yeah. When I listen to it, which is kind of the vibe that I wanted. No, I love it. It's, it's amazing. Did you spend much time in Ibiza? Did you used to live out there? No, but <laughs> I didn't live out there. I, just, I'll probably go there not as much as every other DJ but I'll probably do between 8 and 10 trips a summer okay there. Cool. not not always gigs like I love a party have <laughs> you been doing it for years I'm just trying to think if our paths have crossed because I used to live out there years ago uh, no I think the first time I went I used to be a resident of a club called Junk in Southampton um, a lot of people in the UK will have heard of that yeah sort of um, so the first time I went out to Ibiza was when I was about 20 years old with Junk um, yeah, so I kind of that was the first time I went to a Carl Cox event on my own. No one wanted to go, went, went missing for two days and then came back. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been going out there for like you know a good, good 11 years now. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as, as it's progressed, just meeting people and you know what it's like, you go out there, hang out, then next time you go out there, you're meeting that person. It's yeah, just, yeah. just Ibiza, isn't it? <laughs> I know it's mad that it's going to be two summers without any Ibiza. Oh, loads on man absolutely missing it saying that I've just me and my mates have just booked um my my mate Neil Evans is doing obviously amnesia yeah and they're doing that 20 hour closing play in October so I was like put it straight in the group chat to the lads who've all just booked a week out there for October <laughs> if it goes ahead hopefully which I'm sure I hope not. it I hope it all goes ahead man so is it are they just doing closing parties this summer I think, I don't know, Neil messaged me on WhatsApp, the flyer, so I was like, yeah, so I've just, like, literally, so it's just a one-off event, I think. Well, I don't think they've got more events there, mm. but that's the, the event, so it was a 20-hour party with Jamie Jones, I think Adam Bayer's playing, so I just said to all the lads, like, let's just go over, <laughs> book somewhere for a week and just, you know, get stuck. It's going to be mental. If, if that actually happens, and that's, the like, the first party, the Brits are allowed back in Ibiza, it's going to be fucking... Dangerous. The hell is opened. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it's all good. Drug dealer's heaven out there then. That's what it would be. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, man. So have you always been in Southampton? Uh, always lived in Southampton, yeah. So I grew up on a council state called Millbrook. Mm. Um, pretty much, yeah. Just lived there. Kind of hung around there. 
not really. You know, the last since I was about 20 is when I've started to venture out a lot. But yeah, just pretty much been hanging out in the estate for ages. In the end. But in the end, yeah, working with all the lads. I'm a, I'm a bricklayer boy, obviously, Trey. So okay. obviously go, going in, I used to work in the gang with all the lads. And then there's this like, transition period where yeah. I was getting more and bricklaying stopped. And yeah. then... Now I'm back bricklaying. Back bricklaying. <laughs> back bricklaying. Yeah. I, I bet well. you've been fucking slammed during COVID though. Yeah, so I have I actually bought a house um just outside the estate now. So I bought the house and um I've just been renovating it really. I've done a lot of the work myself yeah. and obviously pulling in favours from left front and centre, which I'll imagine when I'll be for back opens back up, everyone's gonna be on me to repay the favour. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, between me and all the lads, we've all just I've just built like a pretty much an extension. Obviously, what you see now, yeah, you can't really see it. But all around here is my studio behind me, is my TV, cinema room, and yeah. Stuff. So I've been doing that, working bricklaying. Obviously, being a well, I wouldn't say full time dad, but definitely a part time dad. dad. Yeah, yeah, to try and so yeah, it's been loads. It's been been really really hard, but really enjoyable. It's kept me a bit focused. So I think good. I think COVID has actually been pretty good for a lot of people. Um, definitely reset button for me i think i need not not like i needed like, do you know like if you're gigging and touring quite a lot mm. kind of get wrapped up in it all um and you know it's definitely nice to just to kind of hit the reset button i, I, I could do with going back out now <laughs> but yeah. at some point it was nice if you know it was really refreshing just to actually take a step back and just be like breathe a little bit you know so it was it, it not as a good thing but it was nice to actually just kind of be at home with the family and relax for a while which is good yeah i think it's a uh, it is like a big reset but for me i was like it it's really helped me evaluate absolutely everything i was doing and being like okay when 100%. i go when i go back to things i'm not doing that or i'm doing more of that and i'm doing this and i'm doing that it's it's just all over it all, Phil. That's how I feel now with it all. Well. Yeah, and I think like obviously you and I are very fortunate that we're fit and healthy, and we've got a house over our head. A lot of people have had a, had it a lot worse, but I guess if yeah. if we in our situations, I think it's actually been more of a positive than a negative. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I agree, man. Like I said, it was nice to you know at one point before the pandemic, I had that many gigs in May. I was actually going on tour with Alan for the mm. whole month. And I wasn't, well, I was coming back and then like two weeks later, the, my kid was due to be born. So I was mm. a bit like squeaky bum, you know? Yeah. But to be here and, you know, experience it all and then come back, do the house, spend more time with the family, weekends. Obviously, the second lockdown was quite hard because it was proper restricted. Yeah. But, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a nice back garden to yeah. be hanging out and things. But, yeah, it's, it's um definitely a good time to reflect. But now I'm ready to to push back on with the shows and things like that now. Have you been out at all or anything? Like, since? Out is in partying. Not partying, but just, like, restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah, so I actually went a day or two ago. Two days ago, I took me, my two kids, and my missus to an Italian restaurant, which halfway through the dinner, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, do you know how nice it is just to be sat looking out of a window and yeah. smash, smashing a bit of garlic bread and <laughs> with the kids, do you know what I mean? And then I started feeding my little girl, I'll give her a lime, and she was chewing on it, going, her eyes were going along. It's nice, <laughs> nice to get bonding time. <laughs> it's just so different, isn't it? Because like my parents live next door to me in the, in the, when I'm in the UK. Yeah. And like for the whole year, it's like I've been with them, I've cooked for them like every single day. And like we, we're like super close anyway. And it's just, 
it's been nice to be able to do that. But yeah, I went out, we all went out last night. And even though you're with the same people, it's just different when you're out. And it's, it's different surroundings. Yeah, it is. It's different atmospheres and di- converse, different conversations come up. And it's just like, it's so weird that we haven't done that for so long. Yeah. You always take it for granted. Yeah. You? 100%. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same, definitely. And then I went to the pub the other day and I, I don't even drink, but I went to the pub the other day and it was awful because it was just like, every, you're still not allowed to do anything. You're still not allowed yeah. to like see people really. You're still like, it's just like, I was like, I'm not going back to a pub for a, a long time. It's, do you know what? I went out for Saturday. We went to, it, was, uh, it was one of my mate Callum's birthday. So it was about 15 of us lads went to this cocktail bar. We just sat outside on the front just drinking cocktails from like three o'clock in the afternoon. But even then there was like six to a table, space out. It's just like, what's the point? It's just going to someone's back garden, mate. Like, exactly. Just, it's just it's whatever, isn't it? Oh, and it's so, so much cheaper. That. Yeah, it's exactly. So yeah. much cheaper to just like all just sorry anybody that owns a pub that's listening. <laughs> but like <Yeah>. it just <laughs> it's just like just go to the local st- Tesco's or whatever, get some beers in. But at the same time, it's, it is probably hard for people that own the pubs and run the pubs to stick by the guidelines, even though they probably feel the same we do. Oh mate, they they're just they ticking boxes. Risk, they? They're just yeah, ticking exactly. boxes and I, I get that. It's like yeah. It must suck so much to just tick boxes. Another word, just get on with the bars and everything. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking open up. I know. We need to. It. We need to get. I'm. I'm heading back to the states um, in like 13 days. Um, well, when this goes out, it will be in like a week. And but I've got to go via Mexico for two weeks because English people aren't allowed in the states from England, and you're just like. It's just quarantine in Mexico two weeks. I don't think there's such thing as quarantine in Mexico, but um, (laughs) (laughs) quarantining. But but yeah, and you're just like, this is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining that I have to be in Mexico for two weeks chilling. But (laughs) I'd still rather just go straight. I'd rather spend an extra two weeks here, get more work done, like have some more time with friends and family, and then. And then head out, and it's just like political shit. Yes. Oh, to be fair, man, I don't. I think I'd rather be sat in Mexico Beach somewhere chilling, <laughs> quarantining. Quarantining. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's gonna be interesting. Have you got have you got shows booked in yes. or anything? Yeah, I have. Funny enough, a lot of stuff I've got. Um, what have I got? Oh, you, you caught me now. Right, so I've got loads of shows in Southampton. Um, pretty you- sure I'm. Um, so obviously I'm in with the crew in Southampton so mm. I'm playing with Jamie Jones at a warehouse party Hops and Setty 2 at a warehouse party I've got a garden party with me and Darius Sorcian. I've got a garden party with me and James Abelia just had a few bookings coming up coming in from up Scotland and a few coming up from Manchester so mm. Thori is starting to get filled up now which is nice to see that's awesome man how good is James as a DJ yeah nuts it's fucking mental <laughs> I um. Mate, headache watching him sometimes the amount of time the amount of buttons just like it's just crazy to see mate it's something that someone can do that what you can do i uh i used to when i used to live in ibiza i used to work for a production company that we did uh all of the podcasts for uh we love space yes on space sundays um and he was obviously a resident there and this when was this this was 
12 years 12 years ago spaceship set up (laughs) yeah and he'd like come in and like he'd have his like chaos pad and a load of other things and that this was before like you dj with computers as well and like anything like Uh, super technical and he'd just come on and just like blow the roof off and i'm like who is this fucking dude like just way ahead of the times he was way ahead of the times massively when you watch him when you actually watch him live and you said like obviously i've played with james a few times mm. you just 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 find yourself just like staring into yeah. what he's doing you just you know and you're looking at him one minute he's there that side next minute he's that side next minute he's there it's like it out but it's, it's just he just blows everyone up all the time it's good it's mental. I wonder if the crowd actually ever know what he's doing or like ever appreciate it as much as, as we do. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you do. Yeah. I don't think they'd understand how much is behind and on the on the level of what he does. Because obviously in the crowd, it could be, you know, as far as you're concerned, you're just there and up. But until yeah. you stand behind and see it all mocked it and you're like pinching yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah, he's fucking great. I haven't seen him for years though. I, I don't think he'll even recognise me. I didn't have a beard when I when I first used to work with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I miss it. I miss it so much. Um, that's cool, though. Shows shows are coming back. Um, yes. It's, it's going to be nice to be back on the road, isn't it? It will be nice to be back on the road. It's been nice to actually play. Because obviously I've got the album that's come out. Mm. I've, also, I've actually also got probably another six or seven tracks that I've made that are sat there now, which are really... I've played them out, some you know, social distance events and that, yeah, but yeah. let's be honest. It's not the same, is it? Yeah, exactly, mate. You know, you can kind of get a vibe. You might get a couple of people might crouch up like that on their chair. Like, yeah, <laughs> all right. But you're never really going to know until you play to a, a packed crowd. So I am looking forward to actually, if it happens sooner, to just dropping some of the new ones and seeing how they go down before I make any edits or changes to it or something. So it'd you be should, nice. It'd be you good, should yeah. do like an album party, mate. Just do like a like do like one in each city and just like play the album. Yeah, so it would be nice if I could get it all in now. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> but it's a fucking you know, great album, man. Like I'm gonna be talking about this album for ages. It's really fucking good. It's like yeah, thank you, mate. Thanks. It is really, really good. And I'm not a lover of it is hard to it's not like hard to people please with music my music i just find there's always a everyone's always got an opinion and puts it in a category them it's just weird isn't it music it's an opinionated thing there's not a right or wrong answer to it one 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 person wants one person don't it's, it's music <laughs> so, yeah i think there's like for me there's a few albums like justin martin's ghetto ghettos and gardens i don't know if you know that album um, oh man! It came out, came out pff, ten years ago, maybe, okay. maybe even longer. If you haven't checked out, check out. That is like one of the for me one of the most iconic dance record albums out yeah. outside of like Chemical Brothers, Faithless, like Aphex Twin. Like outside of all of those, it's kind of yeah. like for me the one of the ones that was like, oh shit, this is unbelievable. And it's like really hard to be a, an art, a, a techno house, whatever artist you are. And because everyone's so used to your singles or your EPs, right? Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just chunky. Another yeah. Will Clark record, if you know what yeah. I mean. Or, and you're just like, this, 
it's really hard to get people to to convert to being an you being an album artist. Yes, it, very hard to to like you're saying track selection on like you're saying there's a wide range of genres in the album, and but yet to still make one person be interested when you're crossovering to each bit. It's, um, yeah, it is. Yeah, to- and I think I think also I, I don't know what's your thoughts on like the streaming platforms on how people listen nowadays because I, I I'm the worst for it, especially listening to like if going through trying to find records I like I'm like literally like five seconds if i like the kick drum if i like the first groove that i hear i'm like okay i'll listen to this That's if i don't i'm out i'll do if it's exactly the same even when i'm listening to what you said music as soon as you click it you've got three seconds snap this into the groove mm. or a, a sound might yeah. pop out yeah and then you think, oh, okay then you kind of give it a chance yeah but in that split second you don't hear a sound or groove or the way it's kind of written you just like next 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 next, next. oh i'm not saying i'm probably i'm the same mate with and, it. and then i get mad if if my record's not doing well and then i've got and then i've got to sit back and look at myself and be like well hang on a minute i don't give the music the time in the day in the first place so why do i expect other people to yeah, and the other thing is, I find that it's, there is a lot of a lot of music, however you want to take that. There's a lot of music out there which kind of, you, I just think nowadays, because there's so many artists and up-and-coming artists that kind of put out music, everything, there's a lot of stuff that sounds the same. There's a lot of shit out there, mate. Just fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> There is, but you know, it, look, but that's that's an opinion, isn't it? Like, what I think is rubbish, someone might think is good, but I just find now is I'll, I'll only follow select artists, mm. and I'm like, you know, I just I'll only start in channels, and there's something gets put presented to me like, oh, you might like this or something. Yeah, I've just got a core sort of people that I kind of go to now, just because there is a lot of shit out there, and you know, if you are going through bits and bobs. It, it, you know, you could you could be sat here for twenty hours going through tracks and maybe not even hear the one thing that you like, or yeah. you could go through five minutes and might find ten. It's just yeah, it just gets a bit much sometimes, doesn't it? Going through- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pro- the promo emails—they're uh, just a word of their own for me. I just don't. I, I'm terrible and I, I'm bad because I I like it when people listen to my records on promos but then i'm like i can't expect anyone because i i don't go through my promos i, I prefer it when an actual art like i'm on the obviously big promotional companies getting yeah. the things but you listen to but obviously you know you go onto your homepage and you've got like 100 demos yeah. or not a demo sorry 100 promos. um promos that yeah. go i prefer it when someone actually will send you something specifically think knowing that ah oh, that Rom might be into that, yeah. After it, rather than just do a send to all, mm. and then do you know what I mean? So, I think there's ones that are a bit more personal sound because that's what I do. If I'm sending off uh, my own promo, which I've got to select people on my you know notes, the email mm. saved, I won't send that promo off to you know the 50 people I've got. Yeah. I'll, I'll go through and think, oh, that's you know, if it's a bit tough, I'll send it to Alan, yeah, and then yeah. I'll make something a little bit else. I'll probably might not, or something like that. I won't, might not send it to him, you know, him, yeah. But, I think that that sort of way definitely goes a lot a little bit more. I think that's just how you also build relationships up in this industry. Is like I don't know about you, even like with you having your label and me having my. I've not signed a single person to the record label yet. It's just been an ego fest for me and just releasing my own music. But it's it's the music that I get sent for the record label. Ninety nine point nine percent of it 
no one's listening to the actual record label. They're just listening. They're looking at who they're looking at. Oh, it's Will Clark's record label. He, his records do reasonably well. I'm going to send him my record and hope That's, that he signs. I, I, well, I had the same thing. Obviously, Alan put the remix out on the label mm. for Oscar, and all of a sudden, I started to get um load of heavy techno flying, mm. which obviously you expect to sell in, but then it's like, well, if you actually look at the label and go for a bit of a backlog, you see it is versatile, but at the same time, you'll see it's always kind of sticking to just kind of a bit that sort of Straight. story. Yeah. Yeah. The fashionable think, techno. Yes, exactly. I think sometimes like, younger artists need to don't worry about what names are on a label and actually release the, you know, if I've got, there's actually some labels on there that I'll buy music probably no one's heard of. Mm. Yeah, and I think if you if you buy music off a label and you're playing it out and you're making that music, don't matter what names on that label, you just kind of shift. You want to be part of that because you play that and you make that. So one hundred percent, I I yeah. totally agree. I think again, I was talking about this yet uh, uh, the the other day. I think nowadays because what we do is so commercialized, um, yes, and we have Instagram and there's DJs putting pictures of them flying in private jets people fucking want that and and what it's that very easy go-to is like okay so i want to be alan i want to be adam i want to be you i want to be whoever and how do i what's the quickest way to get there oh write records like them it's not it's not it's not anything you know you come in fast you go out fast or often you it's just it's a slow process. I've been releasing music for seven years now. It's only really been the last couple of years that things have really tipped off for me. Mm. I'm not really doing it to get big. I just I enjoy just playing clubs it. or making music. If you yeah. get booked, you get booked. If you don't, you just keep working harder to progress in what you want, whatever direction you want to go in. I mm. think everyone's got to have their own path. I think they've got to have markers on where they want to, you know, kind of focal points. But I think everyone needs to be doing it on their own. I think it's. I don't think it's just music though, is it? I think it's life. Like you don't like, let's say for instance, brick laying, you don't, the first brick you lay, you're not going to be fucking good at it, are you? You're going to be shit. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. If you go back through, like I said, my beat port, you can go and listen to the first track I made to where I'm at now. You can see the whole progression in, in it all. And that's okay. what's about, it's about progression, whether you're right or wrong. If you're progressing and you're doing the right thing, I think over a course of time, definitely. Yeah, I think just, I think with, with how popular DJing has become and how fashionable it is I think you 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 create a lot of fodder with that yes yeah definitely <laughs> I agree <laughs> it's, it's a bit shit but what's your what, what's your uh what's your go-to label at the moment my go-to label at the moment yeah I'll be honest though I'm not not, not listening not, not yeah well there's a lot of uh, the labels I put music out on mm. to. I feel you know yeah, I'm yeah. really into Alan. Obviously, I'm not I'm not like the brave stuff. Alan puts out tougher stuff on there, but then he put a bit more melodic stuff out there. So, you know, I'm I'm not really into the really big tough techno sound. I'm not. It's not me, and that hence why I've, I'm in that category. But you know, I'll always go to Tronic Brave. My label, um, Knee Deep and Sound, like you know, Knee Deep and Sound, amazing for doing daytime vibe mm. parties, mate. You know, that is definitely go to label. You know, save records for the healthier side. Just, yeah. just, a, yeah, these are labels. It just all depends on if you if you're listening to music or you, what time you're playing, where you're playing, who you're playing with. Yeah, you, you know yourself. If you're if I'm playing at an event uh, with Alan at a warehouse party, like say in Manchester, 
you got to bang it out. Oh, no, I'm playing out certain things. So, you know, I'll have a category of labels where I think, go there. Then, say, if I was playing with, like, uh, the other year I played with Hot Society 2 at Elro, mm. and I was playing before him, then, you know, to go, oh, I'll go and play a bit more slower, chunkier yeah. stuff. I'm going to hit them sort of thing. It just all depends when and where, really. Yeah. You got Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, I was about to say something, and you know when your mind just goes completely fucking blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that was it do you do you um play when you play do you play any of your own music or are you an artist that doesn't like to play their own music uh so yeah hence this is what i got in with christian smith pretty much played at eden mm. i think i played before pig and dan pretty much played my all my music mm. and all the music that i played and all getting signed to tronic because there's a one sign stuff so a lot to probably it like i said it depends as well because obviously my music is the stuff i put out is normally like if I was getting booked to headline a show, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. If I'm playing, it all depends. If I'm playing a, a, a day garden party, obviously I don't make garden party daytime music. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't play a lot of my tracks, but if I'm playing in the evenings and I'm getting a relatively good time, then, you know, it's a lot of, say, 80% of the music people hear and it's more or less my music, yeah. It's a nice feeling, isn't it? It is a nice feeling, especially when you, especially when you like, you know, you team, you, you know, you're gonna drop a certain record, three or four tracks, and you're trying to build the crowd up to that, and you do it, and then you get the reaction, you're like, fucking hell, oh. or, or sometimes it might be a track where, obviously, I'll make, I'll make some tracks that are just fillers that just yeah. keeps the groove going to get to that point, and even sometimes you play that and unexpectedly it's, it's going off, and you're like, mm. fucking hell, oh, where's this come from? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is, is. I and I'm terrible for it when I'm in the studio. Like, I don't know about you, but I struggle to write groovers now because I want a success out of every record. And yeah, I know what you mean with that. It's you just, it's hard to kind of sometimes just keep it there. Yeah, and and that it's like this, like going into the studio. I'm like, oh, I need like, or oh, I'm writing a record. I'm like, how can I make this bigger? And I I do writing for some other people and. I was actually having the same conversation with some with somebody I was writing for yesterday yeah. and they were like their manager was like the first drop in the record is like almost an anticlimax and I'm like exactly that the record was written for an anticlimax on the first drop so when the second drop comes it's like goes off goes off yeah but I think nowadays where music is at this moment in time in house techno tech house i think what's expected is just everything's a banger but do you not think that's a that's the whole point of having an ep to attract this this is my view on it mm. when i have an ep of a like say if i was to send daily hot say to something for needy or send him a couple of tracks or a track and they say yeah i'll have that mm. so then you think oh that's you know an ESA will have this as an a-side mm. and then you think well that's the main track now yeah. now i get to experiment a bit and don't be so like oh, this has got to do well, you get to just then make a cool groove or whatever to go with that sort of thing. So I think that's why it's good to have any, a two or three track EP because you don't have to have three A-sides. You have yeah. your A-side and then have something that kind of leads up to an A-side. So I think it's quite important, yeah. I, I guess for me is the thing that I struggle with is maybe that I know I need to work on myself is like having to, having a record that doesn't do well, that just kind of just, gets fucking lost in the abyss of music it's too much music out there for starter that's that's probably yeah. 
everyone's fighting. It depends what tier. Everyone fights for everyone's fighting for that same position. But I don't know. I just think if you're if you're happy of the track and you you know you're getting a good response out of the track, I don't think you need to worry about how it charts and does does and that. If you know if you're getting yeah. I guess I guess the thing is with me with releasing because I haven't released I have released EPs on other labels but on mine I haven't ever released an EP and I don't know if I will unless I do an album. Yeah. Um But purely because, like, we spend a lot of time on making music, and we make music because we love it. It's, we don't yeah. do it for the financial success, but we do it to for people. Well, for me, I I write music to make people happy, um, yeah. whether that's when they're doing the dishes or whether in a club, like whatever, wherever they're listening. Yeah. Um, but there's also that business side of it as well that you kind of yeah, can't, of can't ignore. Yes. Uh, no, I'll, I'll totally get it, mate. It's got to be financially viable for you as well. So if you're spending a week on a record and then you get like, yes, disheartening hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's music. <laughs> but again, again, it goes back to what you were saying is that it's just everyone's opinion is, and I guess exactly. that's the thing is once, once it's a good attitude to have is once you've released the music, the music isn't yours anymore. It's, it's the people's. It's, it's also funny as well. So say if, I don't know, look, back when everything was flying and, you know, you always see an amnesia Marco Corona video of him playing sunrise sunglasses on the whole crowd and you know there might, there might have been a track that no one's ever heard for marco's dropped it in all of a sudden don't matter everyone's opinions are relevant because marco's played it yeah that's it. do you know it's it's mental mate it's, I'm <laughs> but yeah so it's, but i think i think with lockdown we haven't had that so it's put everyone on a on like a super level playing field yes hundred yeah like the that's the whole point of the whole album name was a reset and restart. Mm. No one's bigger than any one of them in it because no one's bigger. Yeah. Everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? So obviously people are bigger than us. I'm just using that as a, you know, a DJ and everyone's coming back. And that was the whole point of the reset and restart because everyone's had to reset and restart through them myself. So, yeah. No, I like it. Cause I, I know quite a few people that COVID has, boost their career massively because they started as this before covid they were kind of like in being introduced to the scene and yeah. then they've like found a niche where they've been doing like mad live streams or they've been doing just like loads of crazy shit and it's now great. they're fucking massive yeah and i think they would never have got big if they wouldn't if, if there yeah. wasn't covid as I was watching, it come up on my my personal Facebook the other day. I don't know, everyone, I don't know, I can't remember his name, but Skeezer just like strapped the sewer. Sewer, his name yeah. is. What just a fucking him, legend! Just see him running around <laughs> London or wherever he's from, just mixing. God yeah. probably's never even played in a fucking club, and he's just running around. He's just you know being creative, and everyone's jumped on it. So fair play to him. I, I had to go deep into his into the archives of what he was like before covid i yeah. i, 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 I want to have a conversation with him because he seems like a fucking legend yeah but, <laughs> but he um i went and let, yeah he was just like a, a standard resident dj trying to trying to get around like we all yeah. did at the beginning and he's done this one niche and it's um, took off. And it's, it's took but, off. It's kept unentertained, doesn't it? Let's yeah, be honest. It's th- smaller off face watching him and giggling, you know? But I think that's what we forget, right? Is that why why are there DJs? Why are there music producers? 
and it's yeah. to entertain. It's not yeah. about anything else. It's it's like back in the days in Chicago, and you you wouldn't see the DJ, but people would be fucking raving, and they'd be having the best time of their life. It wasn't about the DJ. It was about yeah. the records and the environment that were being played. And I think entertainment, to a certain extent, has actually got lost, where people people go just to be seen. And just... know, all I can remember. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll just add that on. Now, two seconds, some energy. Uh, <laughs> that's because I've got my reason software still on. I'm on I can almost give myself a fucking heart attack. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, there was a club back in the day called Junk, and um, people would actually go to the club, and they were booking Jamie Jones that before Jamie's even big. But yeah. people would just go to the club, and the queue would be massive, and people would go to the club not even knowing who the headline act was. Mm. They're going there because they just relied on the music. They knew the, like you said, the environment and the scene and that was just yeah. always the same sort of thing. So I think that has been lost. I think, you know, if someone, obviously now it's different because I think anyone could put a show on now after the pandemic and it's going to sell out because everyone's just gagging yeah. to go and have a rape. But, you know, post-pandemic, I think, that, you know, there'd be a lot of venues that was just to announce uh, uh, a date with no acts, lot, no revealing who's not playing and would sell out. Whereas, mm. you know, 10 years ago when I was coming out, everyone would just go to the club because it was playing that music all the time. Well, I think that's it, isn't it? And I I think about this a lot and it's like, how do we create a night where it's actually... We're, we're putting up... By having this conversation, we're putting ourselves out of business. But it's, <laughs> it's like, how do we create... How do promoters create a night? Create where, the vibe. Yeah, because promoter can create the vibe yeah. as much as a DJ. Yeah. By, you know, not saying that promoters don't create the vibes, but I'm just saying, like, back in the day, a lot of people, I don't know if it's more to do with the internet mm. now, but everything, like, just ends more on Instagram, everything's more visible. Because back in the day, it was Dayglow Flyers and, yeah. and things like that. So that might play a key factor in it. But I think but, promoters used to, like, be the ones that, that knew fucking everyone and yeah like, yeah yeah and i agree yeah yeah 100 you go to the promoter yeah. yeah you know you wouldn't ask a dj for i don't know guest list or something like that it would just it'd all be down to the promoter wouldn't it mm. the promoter is the go-to man so yeah I, it's just mad me how the how the times have changed and all i'd love to i'd love i'd love it if promoters after like when things open up because i think they can have the power to do that where they can actually start building real interesting brands again and kind of it not be about the dj but also but, but by by making it not about the dj it allows it allows new artists to come through yeah 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 100 yeah just basically look you're saying investing in the up and coming or people that haven't heard of, you know there's if other other um i think it's hard for promoters as well though because at the same time they're they're there to make a living. Of course. Um, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's their commercial, not, not commercialised now because everything's just more expensive than that now. You know, you, the promoters want to earn the money and the whole mm. financial side of it. But yeah, it'd be nice to like, you know, if, if not a promoter or promoter, was to book acts that people didn't know, booked them over a course two years and then you know that act can be massive in that city now. I don't know, it's just... Times have changed, haven't they? Massively. Massively. I'd I'd love I'd love for it to somehow come back. Like I'm trying to plan some stuff in in Detroit at the moment because I live. That's where I live when I'm in the states, and I'm yeah. trying to like work out how how can how can we give back to the like the community of Detroit by not relying on headliners to 
to like keep look residents when i was going mm. up when i was yeah. coming onto the scene it was all about residents it wasn't about headliners you know don't get me wrong the headliners obviously at some point helped out but it was just always about having residents at a club there's yeah. you know i don't know if it's i don't know if it's around from Southampton, but there's there was obviously a few clubs there and a lot of the time they would just have really good residents mm. like even like lads from london would just be residents in Southampton. They'd just come down and you'd have the same residents. So they'd have like 10 residents that all get like a fair shout over the course yeah. of a month. And they're just playing. They just all built this own sort of energy to the club. I think that's kind of missed having a key core of residents all the time. Being, then, a, being a resident used to be the thing. Now, yeah, now you're just a fucking warm up DJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> warm up's the most important part though. <laughs> it is, but I think, I think new, I think, newer djs don't necessarily look at it as the most important part because they just want it they just see the headliner it's just like everything right it's like you just see that success, hands in the air you just see that success so now you get majority of warm-up djs slamming it mm. and fucking everyone over yeah <laughs> yeah when you go into a club i don't know about you when i go into a club and i want to have a point and just tap my time bob my head and have a little mooch and see what's mm. happening yeah don't really go into a club and be like full throttle do you you no. just want to be back and just have a chat catch up and kind of all all go in with it so definitely i would say one of the, it's you know the whole night's important but warm-up i think to get the crowd going ready for the next act definitely probably the the most important part of the night i think yes yeah, it's, it's a it's an it's an art definitely um and I think there's some still some amazing residents out there that yeah, that, that yeah. do do great jobs, and I, I I would just love to see it again, just just like a night or a few nights in each city, just be who they are, and like we are like the best house night in Bristol, yeah, yeah, yeah. In South and, build up. and just so they, obviously in in London they have it all, don't they? But obviously the fuse and even like mm. a and things like that. They've got all their own residents that they've built up from places and that and they've done more out of it. So it's, it's still there. I think do you think they still, do you think they still rely on headliners? Though? Obviously I think the brand is big enough that they don't need to, but I think they yeah. still put headliners on too. Yeah, they still, yeah, I think they all put, I think it's, a, you have to nowadays though, because it's just like you're saying, it's not, everyone's at it now and there. there's shows everywhere. So I think it's key to put headliners in, but yeah. I think it's, the key to have your own solid roster of residents that you supply with the headliner definitely yeah i agree i'm cool with headliners though keeps us busy <laughs> <laughs> keeps, keeps us going um mate we've just uh done nearly an hour yeah that's cool let's uh let's wrap this motherfucker up um thank you so much for being on um uh, the invite, mate. definitely before we go how can people listen to the album how can people follow you and all of that uh, yes you can follow us on you know all social media platforms instagram facebook twitter and the album's out on all stores so and how do you spell your name just for the people out there <laughs> what last or first <laughs> both <laughs> both uh, r-o-double-n-o-e s-p-i-t-e-r-i ronnie spateri there we go i would have balls that up if you asked me people so <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nice one. So no, dude, thank you, man. And uh, let's hopefully catch up when when we're back at it and it'll be great. Yeah. Let's write some music as well. It'll be amazing. Yeah, cool. We'll keep in touch on our own, mate. Keep nice safe, one. mate. See you soon. Thank you. And that is a wrap. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe. Please give us some comments. Tell your friends if you enjoyed it. Get them to listen. It keeps the show going. Thank you so much. 
speak to you very soon. Big love. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.